rolling on the podcast, rolling on the video soon. How's everybody doing out there, in there, wherever you are? Are you indoors or outdoors listening to this? Alright, let's hit it. The Honorable Member Barry Innisfil. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The eyes of the nation are upon us tonight. Earlier today, the Prime Minister signaled, as did a member of his backbench, that tonight's vote is a confidence vote. Convention requires that the Prime Minister to publicly declare a confidence vote of this nature as such following convention. My question for the government House Leader is the vote tonight a confidence vote? And if the vote is lost, will the Prime Minister plunge us into an election? The Honourable Government House Leader. Mr. Speaker, I appreciate the debate, but it's time to vote. Here, here. Mr. Medicino, seconded by Mr. Trudeau, moved that pursuant to Section 58 of the Emergencies Act, this House confirm the declaration of a public order emergency proclaimed on February 14, 2022. La période de 10 minutes pour les députés votants. The entire electronic Mr. McKinnon gets a no. Mr. McKinnon gets a no. Mr. Miller. Mr. Miller. So, that was the vote for the government of Canada to declare emergency in regard to the Freedom Convoy and truckers. I think uh, for Americans... We need to understand this. Uh, Obviously, I hope people in Canada are watching. And if you're a Canadian truck driver or citizen participating in this protest, I want you to know I support you 100. Um, Under... No. Under Canadian law... The government can declare an emergency. Let me read for you uh, the way the law tis written. Written. By the way, this is Americana, the American way. I am Big John. Let me get all the plugs in first. Uh, Remember to smash the like button, the rumble button, whatever platform you're on. Uh, that helps the algorithm. Leave a comment wherever you are. Share this video or podcast with your friends, neighbors, loved ones, your inbred cousin in Mississippi, wherever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> get the word out. Uh, nothing against people from Mississippi. That was the first southern state that came to mind. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Getter, more likely on Getter. At the real underscore Big John, you can follow me on Parlor at the real Big John, all one word. Uh, 
And of course, Rumble.com, the Anchor Podcast app, Americana, the American Way. All right. This emergency powers law uh, in Canada, 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 gives the government some special rights. It was brought in in 1988. Now, after this is why this is important for Americans to understand some things. After 9/11, George W. Bush. Um, signed a a executive order an executive order that the president could set up a spatial government in the event that the government in Washington DC is wiped out the problem with that executive order two is twofold one it's unconstitutional because our Constitution in the United States sets up the process for which the gov- if the government is disrupted or destroyed or uh, there's some sort of decapitation of, you know, let's say uh, a decapitation strike like against the president. Someone gets a drone or a bomb close to the White House and the president, God forbid, dies. Uh, our Constitution already sets that up for us. We didn't need an executive order from George W. Bush. The problem uh, arose, He, they thought, that there was a plane headed for the Capitol building, which could have killed, you know, hundreds, maybe the entire uh, House of Representatives and Senate in one swoop. Then what do you do? Um, so we put, well, you obviously have new elections is what you do, duh, but that would be too simple. Now, Canada, 1988. I don't know why the Canadian government felt that they needed this in 1988. Uh, it was, you know, towards the end of the Cold War which Canada really wasn't an integral player in. I'm trying to think what the hell was going on in the world in 1988 that would uh, cause the Canadian government to do this. But uh, the Freedom Convoy very loosely fits the definition of what is in this law, except one key component get into that in a second. But I want Americans to understand our government wants these kind of powers over us. For two years, we have conceded freedom after freedom after freedom to the government. Okay? So, the Canadian government, seven days after Trudeau introduced the Emergency Act or the emergency uh, declaration. They voted. That's what the Canadian law says has to happen. The United States truck drivers are starting their own freedom convoy. Okay? 
the government in the United States and around the world, but we'll just stick to the United States for the second, has been dilly-dallying with our rights for two years now. It's to the point where the word freedom by some liberals in the United States and Canada is called a racist word that only white people use the word freedom, which is bullshit. Uh, that freedom only applies to white nationalism. Bullshit. Remember, Abraham Lincoln was a, a pretty white guy from Illinois and started a pretty big war to free black people from slavery and white people killed other white people for the freedom of black people. So I don't think that the word freedom is racist and only we only apply it to ourselves as white folk. I don't know. Liberals have a different way of thinking and sometimes I think they paid chips as a kid. So Washington, D.C. is getting ready to call the National Guard up and in and sideways. Oddly, they, they did not do this on January 6th until it was too late. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, but our government, United States, Nancy Pelosi, all these people, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Jen Psaki, they're always looking away, looking for a way to take away our rights as Americans, okay? I'm setting a foundation here for you guys of where I'm going in this video and podcast. Governments are not very willing to surrender power, as we've seen worldwide. Austria, Australia, those are two different places, by the way. Germany, Canada now, and last and certainly not least in my heart the United States our government just does not want to concede this power that they have gained uh, through this public health crisis which six months into the crisis we learned was not that big of a crisis in my opinion uh, European other countries are European countries and other countries around the world. They're starting to loosen their mandates. Democrats in the United States and Canadian liberals want to double down on restrictions and vaccine mandates, even though we know natural immunity is better than the vaccine. Huge studies of Tens of thousands of frontline workers uh, have shown natural immunity is better than the MNRA vaccine. MNRA. Yeah. MRNA. MRNA vaccine. The New York governor. Maybe she's a member of the Trudeau fan club, IDK. I don't know. She has extended mask mandates for school kids. Project Veritas has exposed the Food and Drug Administration for wanting an annual 
COVID vaccine so that the drug manufacturers who have our politicians and our bureaucrats bought and paid for can continue to make residual money off of this vaccine. Okay, there's the foundation for the house we're going to build. Because government wants to use this endemic, because the pandemic is ending, they want to use this to continue to take away freedom and rights of Americans and other citizens. Now, let's look at the Canadian trucker. convoy protest and declaration of emergency by Canada. This is pitiful. Justin Trudeau, apparently when you weren't painting yourself black and mocking black people, I don't know what you call them in Canada. We say African American in in America, but whatever. When you are mocking... (laughs) black people with your black painted body and banana in your drawers, pants, britches, whatever you call them in Canada. You you evidently tried on your mother's undergarments too because you're a panty waist buddy. Alright, pudding, snookums, snuggy, huggy. So let's look at this declaration now that I've uh, humiliate somebody's probably never going to watch this. Uh, declaration. The government of Canada must formally declare an emergency. Effective from the day it is made, government tables motion in Parliament. The government must table a motion in both the House of Commons, that would be like the United States House of Representatives, and the Senate within seven days, within seven sitting days, that asks for the confirmation of the declaration and explains the reason for it. So the Prime Minister puts forth this declaration. He can enforce these emergency powers for seven days, and then Parliament must vote to extend it to 30 days. So here's, uh, can this is from the official website of Canada, Canada, Canada.ca or Canada, Canada.ca. Headline: Canada's Emergencies Act. Subheadline: Backgrounder. I don't know why they put an er on the end of background. But it's Canada. I don't know what they're talking about. So, the Emergencies Act, which became law in 1988, is a federal law that can be used by the federal government in the event of a national emergency. Is this really an emergency? Is Canada really under fire? Are they under threat of the government being overthrown or... The nation being crippled in some way? Eh, I don't really think so. Boot. Let's look further. The act uh, contains a specific definition of 
emergency. Specific definition of national emergency that makes clear how serious a situation needs to be. How serious a situation needs to be. The average Canuck is not against these Canadian truck drivers. They're joining in with them. So that tells me it's not an emergency and that the good of the nation is not at risk. So let's reread this. National emergency that makes clear how serious a situation needs to be before the act can be relied upon. A national emergency is an urgent, is there urgency, is there an urgent crisis right now in Canada where the Canadian people are, their lives are in danger? I don't think so. There's been no violence except for the Canadian police beating up protesters. And I'm very pro-police, but these Canadian cops are being jerks. They're being Gestapo. Okay, here we go. Continuing on with the what is defined as an emergency. Temporary and critical situation that seriously endangers the health and safety of Canadians. So, is the health and safety of Canadians in danger? I haven't seen evidence of that. Uh, like I said, Canadian citizens are sending these guys money. Canadian citizens are bringing them supplies of food and water. Regular citizens are joining them in these protests against the government mandates. So the pandemic has turned into an endemic. The virus, the severity of the illness, and the illness itself is fading out. That's where these mandates and restrictions started. But that has nothing to do with this emergency act. This emergency act is specific to hundreds or thousands of truck drivers that have said, we're sick of the vaccine mandates, we're sick of the restrictions on our freedoms, our rights, our ability to do our jobs and live. And Canadian citizens are banning with them and saying the same things. So there's no threat to the public health. And there's no threat to the safety of Canadians. This is a nuisance and a thorn in the side of a panty waist racist named Justin Trudeau, a liberal, probably bedwetter mama's boy. Okay, or my stogie went out with all that rave, ranting and raving. So, health, safety of Canadians, or that seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve sovereignty. That's not taking place. They still have a sovereign government. Security and territorial integrity of Canada. They still have security and territorial integrity. There's no foreign power. Okay, it, your security and territorial integrity would be like a providence trying to secede and declare war on the rest of the country, right? Or a foreign adversary trying to invade. 
it seems like this is set up to prevent like a blockade of like you know the United States blockading the border with Canada or uh, a foreign navy blockading the shores of Canada the, the ports into Canada and the Canadian citizens helping in that blockade uh, uh, of Canada, right? Because the word blockade does come up in this later. So, the security and integrity of a sovereign Canada is not at risk here. You have a weakling in power and that weakling being Justin Trudeau and he is feeling his power threatened so he's panicking and jumping to the furthest extreme. Uh, I heard, I've heard in the debate for this that he said if you don't support this you're like a Nazi or you don't love Canada you want Canadian people to die or some ridiculous shit he said you can look it up for yourself I, I couldn't find I found it but it was like a 19 minute clip and I'm not going to play a 19 minute thing for on, on here uh, but I'll put a link to this uh, Canada.ca in the uh, descriptions and section and you can see this for yourselves because it, it, it goes further but I want you to think uh, is this an emergency by the definition of the act itself or is this a nuisance it's a minor threat to Justin Trudeau's fragile ego and power which by the way think of something here Steven Crowder brought this up today. Justin Trudeau's party in a in the parliamentary system of Canada, they have multi multiple political parties. Justin Trudeau was the head of the Liberal Party. He became prime minister with a minority of the votes. His party got fewer votes than the other parties combined but he became prime minister with something like 17% of the national vote but that like out of the multiple political parties in Canada his party got the most votes I guess uh, again with parliamentary government the party that gets the most votes gets the prime minister but there can be alliances parties can come together to decide on a prime minister so there's different ways of doing this but you need to brush up on parliamentary government before you think this bullshit needs to come to the United States here are some of the emergencies under which this act can be used. Public welfare emergency. 
I haven't seen the public welfare threatened. Uh, public order emergency. Well, these truck drivers are not following the orders of the government, but are they hurting people? Is that an emergency? Or is it a, a pain in the ass to the Canadian government? Canadian Justin Trudeau just feels like he's, he's he can't get control, so he's jumping, jumping the shark, as they say. An international emergency. Well, the pandemic, which is now in the endemic phase, was kind of an international emergency, but that's not why this act is being declared. Is are truck drivers parking their trucks? on the roads an international emergency no not really uh and then of course a war emergency which of course there is no war in canada right now so the arkansas democrat gazette is the first american outlet to report this oddly uh, probably because the rest of the the uh, legacy tyrannical state-controlled media is trying to figure out how they're going to spin this. But Parliament it says Canadian Parliament votes to extend emergency powers. We already know that. Toronto, Canada, Canada, Canadian lawmakers voted late Monday to extend. The emergency powers that police can invoke to quell any potential restart of blockades pardon me, by those opposed to COVID-19 restrictions. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said earlier the powers will still, uh, were still needed despite police ending the occupation. Come on, occupation of the nation's capital by truckers over the weekend and police ending border blockades so it sounds to me like the police have this under control the the emergency powers the emergencies act i keep calling it the emergency powers act because it gives the government more powers and that just flows better off the tongue but canada speaks a different version of english uh then us hillbilly American patriots like me. Alright, so the police seem to be having seem to have us under control. The Emergency Powers Act says if the police can't control it, that the Canadian government can impose heavier restrictions like taking the property of people supporting the blockades. And I mean under the loosest definition of blockade yeah, these truck drivers were blocking roads, but the police have it under control. So where's the emergency, Justin? Oh, maybe the maybe I don't know. Maybe that black that black paint you put all over your body when you were being racist, like soaked in and messed something up in your head. But I, I don't know, dog. Let's jump to ye, these United States. I had a couple articles here from The Guardian. Uh, Washington, D.C. is pooping the bed. The old battle axe Pelosi, uh, even though she told the National Guard to stand down, 
on January 6th because pardon me while I guzzle some water uh, on January 6th the National Guard was told to stay back so that the FBI and CIA and other government agents provocateur could invoke the riot at the Capitol uh, now they're pooping the bed and bringing up National Guard possibly to uh, to, squ to squash this trucker's convoy across the United States. So, Prona Guardian, it says, Washington, D.C., National Guard troops to be deployed in D.C. as trucker convoy protests loom protests so they're expecting more than one the pentagon is expected to approve the deployment of seven to eight hundred unarmed national guard that's good we're not going to turn our army on our own citizens unarmed national guard troops to the nation's capital a u.s official said tuesday oh by the way happy two 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 two, two tuesday February 22nd, 2022. All twos. On a Tuesday. Ooh. Eh, fuck it. There's like 44 minutes left in two Tuesday. Alright. So, District of Columbia government. U.S. Capitol Police are requesting National Guard assistance. Why didn't you do this on January 6th? Might have saved the life of Ashley Babbitt. Uh, or a few other protesters that were beaten with sticks by police after they were dead, but anyways, the troops would be used largely to help control traffic and are expected to come from the district's National Guard and three states, said the official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, modeled after the trucker protest in Canada, separate truck convoys have been planned through online forms with names like People's Convoy, the American Truckers Freedom Fund, with different starting points, departure dates, and routes. Some are scheduled to arrive in time for Joe Biden's State of the Union next Tuesday, 1 March, though others may arrive afterward. John Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary, said the D.C. government and Capitol Police had requested the National Guard personnel to provide support at traffic control points in and around the district and stand ready in case of a possible disruption of key traffic arteries. So these truckers are planning on you know, going to D.C. and... Uh, you know, parking their trucks and saying, we're sick of government hurting us. Gasoline prices are sick right now. It's over $3 a gallon for regular gasoline. That's in other places you call it Petro. I don't know around the world, but in the United States, we have like different grades of gasoline. There's like 93 proof. 
89 proof and 87 proof. The 87 proof gasoline uh, is over $3 a gallon. Now you can get uh, ethanol 85, which is not a petro-based fuel. My car runs on ethanol 85. It's at 244 a gallon where I live. Um, diesel fuel is over four dollars a gallon in my area. That hurts the truckers, and that's one of the reasons they're pissed off. And they're just pissed off on their livelihoods being taken. And we have a trucker shortage in this country, which is part of the supply chain crisis we have in this, the United States. Why is there a trucker crisis? Because it's hard for them to make a living. All these rate, different regulations in different states, you know, what kind of um, emissions regulations, prices of fuel, uh, all sorts of things. Now, truck drivers can make a, a hell of a living. They can kill it if they work hard, and they are hardworking people. Uh, I've never met a bad truck driver. They they have a bad rap because I mean they're yeah they're some bad influences I guess in every group, but in my line of work and growing up in restaurants, um, I've met hundreds of truckers in my life, and none of them's ever done me bad. They've always been nice people. They have great dirty jokes. Uh, <laughs> Okay, or off-color humor, which people in the United States and, <coughs> pardon me, liberals in the United States and Canada want to outlaw, you know, dark humor, dirty jokes, off-color jokes, whatever you want to call them. I, I got one for you. The truck drivers and policemen, used, I used to, like... When my mom couldn't find a babysitter for me, which was a lot because she didn't trust a lot of people with her little baby boy, uh, I would like go to the restaurant she worked at and sit in a booth with other uh, other kids of the waitresses, and we would play with our toys and stuff. And uh, sometimes I'd be there by myself, and the truck drivers and the cops would like John, John, go tell this joke to your mom. Here's here's one of the jokes. Little Johnny is sitting outside his house on the porch. His mom's watching him. He's doing something strange. He he takes an M&M, eats, eats an M&M, bites the cat, and scoots over. Does it again. Takes an M&M, eats it, bites the cat, scoots over. Remember, a, a, a grown-ass man told me when I was like, I don't know, somewhere between 5 and 8 or 5 and 10 years old, I don't know, to go tell this joke to my mom. So after he does this a few times, his mom comes outside, little Johnny, what are you doing? And little Johnny says, mom, I'm playing truck driver. And she's like, what? Yeah, I'm popping pills, eating pussy, and moving on down the line. <laughs> Get it? He takes an M&M, bites the cat, moves over. Eat, popping pills, eating pussy, moving down. 
Oh, Lord. Can you imagine the look on my mother's face when her little son went up and told her this joke? And imagine the ass chewing that the truck driver who told me that joke got after my... My mom, he told me, he told... You know, I'm crying as she's... I'm going to kill you. I wasn't crying. She didn't get mad at me. She knew somebody put me up to it. But it was fun. Eating pussy, eating... Popping pills, eating pussy, and moving on down the line. I'm playing truck driver. Hey, a truck driver told me that joke. Not my fault. Uh, let's see here. The, the U.S. Freedom Convoy, another article from The Guardian, uh, inspired by the Canadian bids to organize uh, for a Washington trip. And it shows um, American people standing in the streets with flags, agging on the truckers. Uh, an effort to, to launch an American Freedom Convoy inspired by the Canadian truckers who have shut down parts of Ottawa for several weeks. Initially, the protest vaccine mandates is taking shape in a somewhat haphazard fashion. I, I don't think it's haphazard. Uh, I saw a photo online from a state police, state highway patrolman from a friend of mine that there's a group organizing in Cincy. Cincinnati, Ohio, and they're going to move on out for D.C. Uh, if they haven't already. Uh, at least three national organizations and a constellation of regional ones say they will depart for Washington in early March. One proposed convoy from Fresno, California on March 2nd would go across uh, I-10 interstate straight to the Capitol where it would arrive March 6th. I-10 is a very uh, important uh, highway in the south. It runs through a town that uh, my cousin lives in, actually. I've, I've driven I-10, and they haul ass on that highway, dude. We used to drag race on that highway, actually, when I would vacation there in the summers. Uh, <laughs> oops. Um, so... It's the key artery uh, from Fresno, California to the East Coast and all all points in between. It runs through uh, a lot of desert land, a lot of uh, uninhabited land, but also goes, uh, I think, to San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken, straight across the state of Texas from Fresno, California through the southwest states through Texas and then to the east coast. Uh, and then you can go up the east coast to D.C. Uh, it says, what brings us here tonight is unity, solidarity, solidarity, and the mindset of America. Uh, obviously, we have a grievance to address with our politicians and people in Washington. Uh, like I said, the... Uh, Gap, the diesel prices, the fuel that runs the trucks is ridiculously high again. Um, the truck drivers just feel that they're not being treated fairly. Uh, American people feel we're not being treated fairly by our government. Uh, a lot of states have taken back the power from their governors. Like here in Ohio, our legislature took back the power uh, of emergency from our governor because he was overusing it. Now they had to even override his veto because obviously he was not going to give up his emergency health powers. Uh, 
Um, but, you know, Florida Governor DeSantis has said, no, we're just not doing this shit anymore. In Virginia, they elected a new state legislature, a new governor, who signed a bill uh, getting or making it illegal for local school districts to mandate masks. Why is this mask thing so important? Uh, why is the governor of New York so hell-bent towards it? And uh, parents and uh, governors of other states hell-bent against it. It's an inroad to a vaccine mandate and vaccine passports and your vaccination records being your social passport and part of a social credit score and then part of a global financial system. And it all starts with the vaccine records of children. So if we can get parents to get used to, well, our kids have to wear masks, then we can gradually get them used to, well, okay, our kid has to get the COVID shot this year. Because, uh, you know, all kids in America, most, the parents have the choice to get their kids vaccinated against different illnesses uh, like typhoid, tuberculosis, measles, uh, polio, and they're trying to make COVID one of those vaccines. And then, uh, the uh, it's not the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum has a project called ID2020. And what they want to do is, this is from their own website. This is not something I made up. You can look it up, ID2020. Uh, I believe the article is called Vaccinations uh, and Inroad in, in to uh, Identity or something like that. Vaccines and Identification. Anyhow, the World Economic Forum this is from their own website. I didn't make this up. This is not Alex Jones shit. This is not right-wing conspiracy shit. This is from the World Economic Forum's website. They want child vaccination records to become globally digitalized and for it to become your global identification system leading to a global social credit score and eventually like a global currency where instead of you know the the dollar bill in the United States or the yen in Japan or the Deutsche Mark in Germany uh, or the rupee in other countries whatever what's what's the rupee India and Nepal uh, instead of every nation having its own currency you would have like credits built up and those credits would be attached to your vaccination record when you're a kid and then as throughout your life as you work and do different things you get more credits to spend in the globalist world economic forum stores don't believe me look it up for yourself id 2020 world health organization vaccines 
might have it right here actually. I don't think I threw that away yet. Did I? No, it's right here. Okay. Right here. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Immunization, an entry point for digital identity. ID 2020. Right here. That Look up the name of this article. Don't listen to me. I'm just a fat hillbilly from Ohio that smokes cigars and talks shit on the internet. Immunization, colon, an entry point for digital identity. This is straight from the World Economic Forum. Uh, it's on gavi.org slash progress hyphen report slash. Right here, if you don't believe me. I'm not making this up. This ain't from Alex Jones Infowars. This is not from a right-wing conspiracy blog. This is not a figment of my imagination, though I wish it were. Right here in my cigar stinking hands. Immunization and entry point for digital identity. And by God, thank the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Thank the Lord for the truck drivers and the farmers who have come out to support them. They're fighting a globalist takeover of your life. Remember, they're not they weren't going after Donald Trump. They were going after us. They were coming after us. He was just in the way. Now we've got to be in their way ourselves. You gotta fight for your freedoms, Americans. And you don't do it by storming the Capitol like an asshole. You do it at the ballot box. You do it by educating yourself and your friends. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to CNN. Don't listen to PMSNBC. You do your research. And find it out for yourself. Because they're not coming after Joe Rogan. Or Tim Pool, Or Steven Crowder. Or Donald Trump. They're coming after you. Those of us that get on these internet podcasts and videos, we're just standing in their way by spreading the truth to you. God bless y'all. Hey, check us out. Check me out the next time on Americana, the American way. I am the real Big John. I love you all. God bless you. Even if you hate me because I'm a conservative Christian idiot, I love you. God bless you. Pray for each other. Until next time. Hey, here's a little jam by Neil Diamond. I love this song. It's called America. I always call it Coming to America. Come on, Neil. Start singing.